help my DTC grow. Strategies and quick wins that build up 8-figure DTC brand. How can personalized unboxing and proven engagement tactics skyrocket your e-commerce sales? Ben Abbott, a head of sales at Penny Black, a game-changing platform that empowers e-commerce brands like Bird and Blend, Zuki and Dr. Sam's to engage customers with stunning personalized print inserts the moment they unbox their orders. Before stepping into the world of e-commerce and joining Penny Black, Ben was a part of the financial services realm with prestigious firms like Salesforce and Kantar Media. Penny Black's approach to print marketing offers a unique opportunity to surprise, delight and drive customer loyalty and repeat purchases. You will get the answers to the following questions. How can you use personalized handwritten notes to make your brand's unboxing experience unforgettable? What strategic moves can you make using Penny Black's solution to boost e-commerce and sales for your e-commerce store? What success stories can you draw inspiration from? Are there innovative way brands like yours have used Penny Black's to engage with your audience? And of course, I'm here to help your DTC brand grow, so I ask all my favorite questions at the end. Books to read, mistakes to avoid, quick growth tips and tools to use. Now let's get ready! How could D2C brands start with handwritten personalizations on their own and, and why why should be it important? Yeah, so maybe to talk a little bit about personalization, it makes sense to talk a little bit about the idea that Penny Black is born from. That'll give the context that we need. So I think you know, Penny Black is born from that idea that the moment that a customer receives their parcel, it's it's a special and unique magical moment, right? Because when you receive a parcel, you have 100% of that customer's attention. Um, so, for example, I was doing some live admin on Gmail before this, and I've got, I think, 8,400 unread messages. Um, so you just not me on my Gmail. But here with Penny Black, you know, I, I can't wait to open my parcel. I can't wait to get to what it is that I've purchased. So you've got my attention, but you've also got all of this positive sentiment. And so Penny Black is about using that moment to make meaningful connections with your customers and surprising and delighting them as well, right? So many of your customers are going to expect just a big, boring brown box. Let's give them a personalized and relevant communication at that moment of unboxing. So some of our customers, you know, if they're new and they're not scaling, so if you're a brand listening and you don't have a large volume of orders, you're just starting out, then, you know, you can and, and you should write notes for your customers, right? say thank you, make them feel special, thank them. But what Penny Black does is it allows you to personalize at scale. So that means that not just handwritten notes, which say thank you, our inserts are personalized to each individual customer, not just by name, but critically, where are they in the customer lifecycle? So that could be encouraging them to make a complimentary purchase, um, say a hair serum alongside the shampoo that they purchased, but it can also be encouraging repeat customers to sign up to the loyalty program or printing unique referral codes. It's just about where is the customer in their life cycle. Fundamentally, let's make that moment where someone opens their parcel, let's make it count. Let's make sure that they're not receiving a generic flyer or worse, like some untargeted marketing from a random company. Instead, they receive a beautiful on-brand personalized message and critically it encouraged them to take that next best action what could be the scale when they should automate these efforts so i don't know 
I have an AOV of 25 pounds and I don't know, 1 million pound revenue. Should I do that or not? No. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of smiling a bit because um, we, we were talking previously about like, we had all these assumptions as a business taking this to market that there would be these limitations around who can and can't do this. Um, but the more we take it to market, the more we realize these limitations just um, are completely false. As you know, in any way, when you take something to market, you learn in the market really quickly. I think there's two sides to this. Um, obviously, there's a moment where you can only give like personal attention to each customer um, just because of the sheer volume. But there's also a number where our customers start to see real value this and that's around 500 orders per month so i think beyond that when you get to a thousand some of our customers are at fifty thousand orders per month you start to see that exponential value but at 500 the kind of benefits of personalization at scale they start to become apparent because you've got a wide enough kind of customer base to start those campaigns across the customer life cycle so because you've got those customers like across the spectrum, when we start doing campaigns for new customers, repeat customers, loyal customers, that's where we start to see significant impact. And we see a return on investment. So for each insert that we send, we see a return on investment of £2.20. Um, and I think that stat, I think that's, that's incredible. I get quite excited by that stat. Initially, when we were going to market, we led with quite a different and tongue-in-cheek stats. Um, it's still my LinkedIn, actually. We would say, hey, we're Penny Black, and we're a new marketing channel with a 100% open rate uh, because every, everyone opens their parcel, right? And I think it's cheeky, it's silly, it's sort of true, but but I think that stat of, like, for every insert you send, you get £2.20 in additional revenue. I think it starts showing you, like, the power of hyper-personalised, hyper-relevant messages and... Also that moment, how strong that moment is, you know, your customers are most engaged with your brand. Let's make that moment count. If I subscribe to your solution or download your app, uh, now what? How should I start with it? Or, or what kind of data should I collect and how to connect it with your software? Brilliant. So, I mean, first off, amazing. Welcome on board. <laughs> Dying to have you. <laughs> so let me answer the how first, and then let's go into a bit of the you know, where should I start? Um, because the how is really important and really unique. And Penny Black has probably three core integrations that make us be able to do what we do. The first is we integrate with your web commerce store, um, let's say Shopify in this example, and we take first party data earned to the point of sale and we use that to personalize the inserts. The second is Clavio. We can take unique attributes from Clavio use the segments in Clavio. And so we're just really taking your kind of online marketing, but realizing it physically. We're using that moment. And instead of wasting that moment, we're giving a physical message. The other innovation, which, you know, potentially isn't as sexy is, but it's like critically important is how do we then do this? How do we print this in real time? So what we do is we integrate with the warehouse management system, and then we'll have a look at the process for either the free PL or internal fulfillment and we'll trigger a print of our insert in real time at a convenient time for that free PL or warehouse. It's often the triggering of the printing of the shipping label. So often those two will print at the same time. But what this means fundamentally is in the warehouse, there's no matching. It prints out on demand. And then critically, there's no additional time added. There's no extra steps, no additional time. We need to make sure that there's zero disruption. And that's how we can personalize on that kind of one-to-one -one individual level. And how to think uh, strategy-wise about this solution? What could it enhance 
or increase? We always start with our customers on like, what are the metrics that you want to influence? What's most important to you? And our like brilliant customer success team, they'll do a really good job of identifying that with like with brands. But we kind of identify things, make suggestions from there. But we always encourage these campaigns across the life cycle. So very crudely, <laughs> we can bucket that into three categories. So new customers repeat customers and and loyal customers what we kind of focus on is you, you for new customers you might have a welcome campaign that reinforces their purchase decision it might have a how-to guide specific to the SKU they purchased or it might be an incentive to come back and make a second purchase and increase your retention it's a huge driver for us how do we increase retention and if they're not signed up to your clavio let's encourage them to do that let's get them into your world and then for repeat customers we might instead encourage cross-sell into let's improve the customer lifetime value so if a great example of this if we can see that they purchase the same SKU multiple times why not try a complementary product to complete the skincare routine or complete the outfit or make the recipe really it's about how do we increase cross-sell and upsell but do it in a way that's both helpful to the customer and true to the brand and then Beyond that, another thing strategically that's working really well for us at the moment is subscriptions. There's two sides to this. I think one is one is the obvious. You know, if you have a customer purchasing the same SKU multiple times, let's encourage them to convert to a subscription. Let's deliver a personalized insert with a QR code that takes them through to subscribe. Um, but the less obvious side to this is how do we make sure that customers do subscribe, still receive a premium customer journey? So we actually onboarded a supplements brand. This was fairly recently. They came to me and they said, yeah, the big problem that I have to fix is um, 80% of my business is on subscription. And my initial reaction was like, yeah, sounds dreadful. How do you cope? Um, <laughs> but when, when we got into the detail of it, what I realized is, okay, great. They're on subscription. But in the time that these people have been subscribed, the company had added 14 new SKUs and a whole range of new wellness products. And each of their customers was stuck on one SKU because they don't come back to the website. They don't read the emails. And if they do interact, it's just to change or modify their subscription. So let's use the unboxing moment to communicate to people where we know they're going to engage. And it doesn't have to be as crude as we've launched a new product, buy it. Actually, let's take them on a journey, right? I love the subscription use case because you've got people who might be buying as many as 24 times a year. So let's take them on a journey that educates them to the benefits of what you're doing, gives them that brand affinity and loyalty, and just ensures that they stick with you and grow in customer lifetime value over time. Are there any great results from your users other than the supplement brand that maybe they use your software in a create creative way or you wouldn't think about it? Yeah, I think in a creative way, definitely. Um, so there's a customer of ours that I really love, we all really love at the team, Bird and Blend. They're a tea company, an incredible company, really focused on loyalty and community. One of the campaigns that they've run, they've got 14 stores across the UK. And if you live within a certain parameter of those stores, let's say, for argument's sake, you live within 15 miles, then you'll receive an insert that encourages you to get a discount in store. So you take that insert in store and use it there. And so they're really like blending that physical and digital, which I love. And then equally, if you live within 15 miles of a store and you're a very loyal customer, uh, you might have spent a certain amount over your lifetime value, your AOV might be higher. If you hit that category, then you'll get encouraged to a tea tasting club, right? Where they'll take you for a proper kind of 
physical experience. And that blending of the two, I think, is wonderful. But honestly, our customers increasingly, I think they're bringing us amazing ideas. We always thought to come back to this testing in the market piece. We always thought that we'd be laser focused on customer lifetime value and retention. And, and we are still seeing the best results there. But actually our highest performing campaign at the moment is a referral campaign. Really interesting to see that we all know influencers. We understand the power of influencers and how they can influence people. But what I'm really enjoying about my customers results at Penny Black is there's these smaller kind of circles of influence. There's these like, I'm going to give my mum as an example, right? In that she, if she could get away with it, she wouldn't be within 10 foot of a computer at any time, right? If her, if her phone rings and I'm in the car with her, she'll pass me her phone to open it, right? She's not an influencer. She's not on social media, right? However, she's an influencer to her network of friends because I went with them for coffee a couple of weeks ago. Um, they're all dog walkers. They all meet for coffee. And it was, you look great. Where's your makeup from? Oh, that's a lovely bag. Where's that from? And so how do we enable these smaller circles of influence? And so the referral campaigns that we're running, the printing of unique referral codes are then getting shared physically. And we're seeing that as a really strong acquisition channel. So that's really exciting me as well, right? So I think our customers bring us these new innovations. It's really exciting to see. What are the data that I should segment my list to get these physical campaigns going? Two data sources, your, your kind of web commerce store. Um, and your Clavio, if you have it. If you have Clavio, then we can just bring in your segments if you're happy with them at the moment. Um, we can integrate with those and bring those. But otherwise, our platform uses if that logic and any attribute that's pulled in from people when they're shopping with Shopify, that's demographic, order history, and, and so on, we can use that to segment. So you can be very particular about your messages one of our companies has over 40 recipes for individual skews so if you purchase that skew you're getting a beautiful printed recipe for exactly what you've done so in terms of the personalization i would say come back to those three categories new customers repeat customers loyal customers and then within those let's segment further to make sure that each person gets an individualized insert what should be these individualized inserts what was the most creative stuff that you've encountered like the, like the most creative campaign yeah yeah what what they inserted uh, to these parcels so like from a media perspective um so like the like the physical media or the campaign itself because i've got a bit of physical media also and the campaign so I think on the on the campaign, I'll give an example, actually, that I think is just really clever from Dr. Sam's uh, cosmetics brand. They have identified people who might be static on a single SKU and they might purchase the same hero product consistently, which is a brilliant thing. But how do we encourage them to see more? How do we encourage them to complete the routine? And what they've done is they've encouraged their customers to complete a skincare routine finder by scanning the QR code. The customer gets reward points Dr. Sam's gets all of this wonderful data they can feed into their Clavio and make sure that their customers get personalized recommendations, both in their Clavio feeds and their email marketing, but also the next time they make a purchase, that will directly impact the campaign that they have from us. And then with media, again, coming back to this kind of test and learn approach, there was a time when we thought different medias would be really exciting and a huge drive our business but the reality is we see the best results from two kind of simple media formats and that's 
inserts, an A5 folded booklet inserts, A6 deliver a beautiful, easy, simple message that allows you to convert. A5 folded has a little bit more space for brand values, for a bit of extra information and a touch to bring that kind of brand story to life. There was a time when, unlike all kind of scale-ups, our website is horrifically out of date <laughs> being worked on. There was a time when we were really focused on the box print. Can we print directly on boxes? And the experience was really cool. But what we found is not only was it prohibitively expensive, quite slow, but more importantly, it didn't convert. And that's because people will recycle their box. Really exciting about our inserts, so um, one from a customer called Paul Valentine, a jewellery company, high AOV. They'll have people scan the discount code offer for new customers. They'll have them scanning it as much as like 60 days after first receiving this insert. And that means that they stick it on the fridge, they leave it on their desk, they wait for a couple of paydays to pass, and then they come back. And I think the box doesn't allow for that. I can have a stack of inserts on my desk, but if I had a stack of boxes in this room, then, you know, my wife would murder me. Yeah. <laughs> if you have the time and energy to write a book about uh, parcel inserted marketing <laughs> or something like that, what would be the title of it? Oh, that's a great question, isn't it? It would be about making meaningful connections with your customer and last with your customer. It would be... It's hard to find a title for a book. I'm going to keep thinking, but I think it's what's, what's missing, right? So I think what's missing in marketing today is it's incredibly oversaturated and we have lost the ability for all of these different channels to make real, meaningful, impactful connections with our customers. So any book that Penny Black wrote, and I don't think I'm the best qualified to write that one in from Penny Black. Any, any book that we did, right, will be focused on how do we ensure that the connections we make with our customers are lasting and they inspire loyalty. Mm -hmm. Great. And last but not least, I want to give some seeds and nutrition for D2C brands to grow. So I will have four quick questions and I want some quick answers from you. So the first question is, what books would you recommend to read for a D2C brand? Or you could say influencers to follow also. What books would I recommend to read? So I'm going to steal um, a recommendation from Douglas, our CEO, which is The Marsh. And I don't know if you've read The Martian, but it's a wonderful microcosm of how startups work, how e-com brands work. And that's because if you think of any kind of, whether you've seen The Martian, the film or not, or any space film, any space film you see, there's always a scene where someone's floating along and there's a big leak and there's panic stations and the astronaut flies over and uses, I don't know, chewing gum to fix the leak, whatever it might be. There's always one of those scenes where people have to react really quickly, think fast and solve problems in intuitive and innovative ways. And I think that's a great foundation as fiction for somebody to read, to understand just how wild that journey is going to be. And then I think with nonfiction, one of the books I really like is a negotiating book. I think it's Nick Voss. It's Never Sp and it's um, full of stories from somebody who was um, quite a high-profile high negotiator, I think, for the CIA. It's, it's, I love it because there's no tricks. <laughs> it's not about tricks. It's about, it's, it's, it's really, there's no shortcut. What I love about it is it's about the foundational approach that you put in and the shared kind of outcome and goals. And if you can align on those shared goals, then you're somewhere the way you can negotiate. And then finally, I think I'd be remiss to not mention a sales book because my title and i think a lot of kind of e-com founders and e-com businesses might struggle with that side 
Um, and again, there's a book that I revisit probably once a year, um, and it's called The Perfect Close. And The Perfect Close isn't some cheesy line. You know, it's, it's no such thing as The Perfect Close, as a spoiler. Again, it's about the foundational work that you put in at each stage that makes closing or asking for business or asking your customers to convert so much easier. So I think there's lessons that could be learned there in e-com as well. Great. The second question is, what is the biggest mistake that DTC brands could make? The single biggest one. I'd say focusing entirely on new customer acquisition. Build on that really quickly. It's increasingly expensive. Your dependency on third-party channels leaves you open to any volatilities in the market. You know, meta prices, you have to put up your prices. You have a wealth of fantastic customer data and a wealth of loyal customers that we've already done all that hard work. You know, let's engage them properly and get more from them. The third is, could you tell me your quick growth tip related to the topic that we talked about that they could apply the next day that they listen to our podcast? If you're a smaller brand and you don't have the issues of scale, then start writing personalized notes for your customers the first thing that you can do doesn't have to be a single one segment them and then that second is going to be exactly that regardless of your scale the segmentation of your customers is absolutely critical get that right in clavio in your email campaign it would make onboarding with us easier too but just remember that people need to be treated differently depending on where they are and last what tools would you use as a d2c brand for growth of course penny black but other than that, are there any? Yeah, I think I've obviously mentioned one about a thousand times. Um, and that's because we partner with them and we think what they do for marketing and SMS is incredible. And that is brilliant. Aside from that, I think there's some brilliant tools depending on what you're to do. I think there's brilliant reviews with reviews.io and social proof. We really rate Loyalty Lion and work alongside to really supercharge both sign up and participation in loyalty program and then finally if you're a subscription brand and you'd like to identify more customers to do subscriptions with then check out Rello. thank you ben for answering my call and giving this tremendous amount of value for the listeners my pleasure really yeah pleasure to come on here pleasure to speak to you again miklos and thank you thanks for your time and don't forget to try these tips today for more seeds and nutrition stay tuned for the next episode